You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter, and I'm really excited because this week I get to do a live tasting in studio, which I've never done before because my guests are never nice enough to bring me product to actually taste in studio. Um, and I'm excited because it's one of my favorite ice cream brands. It's super food ice cream. It's called Snow Monkey. It's vegan. It's paleo. It's plant-based. Um, and I hear that you can eat it for breakfast, which has me really fucking excited because, I mean, I may just trade in my Bulletproof Coffee for Snow Monkey ice cream. Um, and I'm also getting to enjoy it with our lovely sponsor, Dry Farm Wines, who has my favorite hangover-free wine. Like, what could be better than wine and superfood ice cream? Like, nothing. And I'm so excited to have back in studio with me this week, Ethan Zachary Scott. How are you? I am lovely. How are you? I'm doing well. Good. I was going to say, there's one more thing you could have that would be wonderful to pair with the ice cream and the wine, what? which is my lovely face. No. Okay. Well, they can't see your face. They can only hear your voice. Well, that's nice, too. Well, they can see your face on Instagram. What's your Instagram? Ethan Z. Scott. Ethan Z. Scott. He keeps it E-Z. I try. On the weekends. Mm, sometimes Tuesdays. <laughs> sometimes Tuesdays. Um, okay, so let me welcome the founders of Snow Monkey. I have in studio with me Rachel Geica. Hello. Thank you for having us. Hi. How are you? Doing great. And I also have Mariana Ferreira. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> Look at me. Wine and me and almost ice cream soon, and I was able to n- almost nail that. Yeah, it was really good. Almost Portuguese. Um, oh, nice. <laughs> thank you for coming in, and thank you for bringing us samples. Okay, so talk to me about what some of these flavors are. Yeah, so in front of you, you have all five of our flavors, a goji berry, cacao, passion fruit, matcha green tea, and cinnamon. Okay. What is this one I'm tasting? This one's goji. Goji. Oh, I love goji. I literally love eating dried goji, like goji berries. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm going to taste this. Oh, that's yummy. Good Lord. That is so good. And what you're spooning actually has no added sugar. Oh. So it's sweet just from the fruit. I haven't been spooned in a while. <laughs> <laughs> that is delicious. Okay. What's this This one? That one's passion fruit. Passion fruit. Okay. Is it, it's going to make me feel nice and passionate. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. 100%. Oh, that's yummy. That's light. Normally, pas- normally, passion fruit can have like a really strong, um, like overpoweringly sweet flavor. And that's actually really nice and balanced. This it's green tart. one. It's a little tart. I yeah. love tart. Me too. I, I don't like sweet. I like tart. Same. Um, I'm assuming this is matcha because yeah. it's green. Okay. Let me taste matcha. Matcha, matcha, matcha. Give me all the matcha. Classic. Love it, Ethan. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> I think, I mean, I love goji and I love passion, but I'm just always a sucker for matcha because it's a classic. Yeah. But I think so far from the flavors I've tried, I think goji is probably my favorite so far outside of matcha because matcha is just classic. I think passion fruit. I'm really passionate about it, to be honest. Yeah, and I <laughs> so can see Drake. that. I can see that. <laughs> so is Drake. Um, and then we have cacao and cinnamon. Oh, wow. Look at, I know your flavors. <laughs> okay. Let me try the cacao because I love chocolate. I think it's going to be my favorite. Mmm. Mmm. That's good. It has kind of like a, a banana-y kind of. Yeah. So our base is made with bananas, mm. hemp seeds, and sunflower wow. seeds. So you'll definitely get a lot of that banana flavor. Ethan's used to eating bananas. Mm. <laughs> you know me. <laughs> and then this is cinnamon. Yes. I love cinnamon. Mm. Oh my god. 
Okay, That's I have a new favorite. My so, new favorite is cinnamon. It's like a snickerdoodle. So I yeah. will say, we use a specific type of cinnamon. Okay. We use a Ceylon cinnamon, which not what a lot of brands that? do. Because, what is Ceylon cinnamon? So it's um, also called true cinnamon, because mm. it's going to be the most... Like Khloe Kardashian's new baby. Yes. <laughs> is that what you Stop. named it after? Absolutely. Yeah, she was our inspiration. Mm. <laughs> But yeah, we use true cinnamon, which is a much more unadulterated version, and actually is the only type of cinnamon that doesn't have high levels of coumarin, which is not really good for you. It's, it causes liver damage. Don't mm. give me some a lot of coumarin. people don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Okay, yeah, I think cinnamon is hands down my favorite. Cinnamon, matcha, chocolate, goji, passion fruit. I mean, they're all delicious, but those are my favorite in order. What's your okay. favorite? Um. Honestly, I can't. Passion. Think. Oh, I was gonna say either passion fruit or cinnamon. Mm-hmm. They're both really doing it for me, and they're very different. It's not like those are similar. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Rachel, talk to me about what inspired you guys to actually start Snow Monkey, and like, where did the inspiration for these flavors kind of come from? The whole thing started completely organically. Mariana and I met at Boston University. We were both athletes at the time. Both loved ice cream. Both in this unhealthy relationship I with love ice, ice cream. cream. And most of america does it's really like america's favorite dessert but the Mm -hmm. issue is it leaves a lot of us feeling guilty afterwards Mm -hmm. and for us in particular being athletes it conflicted with our training goals conflicted with what we believed in terms of like good food as fuel for your body food as medicine and then both of us are lactose intolerant so we shouldn't have been playing with ice cream right (laughs) um so we said you know there has to be a smarter way to enjoy one of our favorite foods like food we love should love us back. And that's not mm-hmm. happening with ice cream. Let's fix that. And so we started whipping up our own batches on this <laughs> on this food processor we got from Bed Bath Beyond, mixing like different bananas, superfoods, fruits, writing it down in this notebook. And the batches just evolved into something that we're getting so good that we were eating so much. And so I was like, wait, we need to calculate the macros because I track all my food. <laughs> what am I ingesting? And um when we wrote it down, we calculated it, we were like, oh my God, how can something this delicious be so good for you? Mm-hmm. It was packed with protein, free of all eight major allergens, paleo, vegan. We weren't adding sugar. And we said, we need to bring this to the masses because we can really use ice cream as a way to spark change and fuel this conversation, this movement that nutritious can be delicious. And so we did our corporate Look plans. Look you rhyming like you're a rapper. <laughs> my side hustle (laughs) (laughs) so you guys are both athletes yes so what made you pursue like a a superfood brand i mean was it just because it was buzzy and trendy and you're like okay that's where we need to go or was it really because this was you were looking to create something that you want you felt passionate about it was really to create something that we felt passionate about. We have Snow Monkey all day, every day in the office, where we like <laughs> to say we're our own number one consumers. Um, but also, we thought, let's make the most intelligent fuel. Mm-hmm. Let's be nutrient-dense. What can we do to really upgrade ice cream? Because there are lots of great ice cream alternatives out there, but mm-hmm. some of them focus purely on being dairy-free or right. being high proteins, like one attribute. We said, let's take all the attributes that we're all dreaming of throw them into one pint, have it be superfood charged, and call it a day. It's like magic ice cream. I know. I'm, I'm so shocked that, like, you just found a food processor and made this up. Like, let's just, <laughs> let's just magically do this. It's, it's a lot of Mariana sorcery, actually. <laughs> 
I also want to know like all the terrible first versions of it. Oh, I can imagine. We can recreate them for you if you want to do a, a second Let's episode. Do it. Taste, Let's do it. Taste, taste. <laughs> oh the OG snow monkey. Yeah. So did either of you have like a background in food or a passion for cooking or it was kind of just like experimental? Um, neither of us really had a background, like a culinary background mm-hmm. in food. I think, I mean, um, so Rachel, definitely from the athletic perspective, like you've been on some pretty impressive, uh, athletic things. <laughs> I'll let you describe it later. And then from my background, um, my dad has always worked in not so much food in terms of like the CPG world that you sell food, but more the agriculture. So like way, way from the beginning. So, um, I know a quite a bit about like different ingredients and sourcing and what's good in each ingredient. So I think those two things together were what led to Snow Monkey. Do you guys have a certain philosophy around food? Like, are you paleo, vegan, um, keto, or are you kind of just like all up for grabs as long as it's healthy? And what does healthy mean to you? I follow the paleo diet okay. very closely, and I'm now switching that into keto. Okay. I'm in the middle of the transition. I'm working out the kinks, trying to figure out what's working best with my body, where I feel the most energy, where I feel most satiated. It's a really cool transition. <laughs> um, healthy, I just think healthy has a unique meaning to every single person because yeah. it's not about prescribing to one diet that everyone's on the bandwagon. It's figuring out what makes you your optimal self mm-hmm. and sticking to it and just thriving. Yeah, I think, and I've tried like probably every diet under the sun. I've tried every trend uh, under the sun and right. I I dabbled recently with keto, but like I'm not strict keto. Like I'm just trying to feed my body and feel fueled and energized because I felt like when I was really, really strict keto, like my body wasn't fully there. Um, Like I guess I was going through like keto flu symptoms, but like. That's a real thing. It is. Have you done keto? Like once. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so skinny, but I'm really tired. I probably (laughs) did it wrong. (laughs) Yeah, you probably did it wrong. What would you Um, say was the one thing missing when you're doing keto? um, I think I was doing more fat and not as much protein um, where I think my body really thrives on protein. And it was just about finding that right balance between the protein and the fat. And I really liked cutting out the carbs because it makes you skinny. I know, right? (laughs) Vanity. I grew up in LA, so, you know. Um, Okay, so normally I start the show off with this, but I'm going to bring it back around for you two ladies to answer my icebreaker questions, okay? So every guest that comes in here has to answer these. These are five fun questions that I throw at you just to kind of humanize you for my listeners. First question, we'll start with you, Rachel. Um, What's one word your mom would use to describe you? Independent. Independent. (laughs) Yeah. Mariana? Um, I actually just asked my mom this. (laughs) Um, I don't know if I want to say her answer out loud. Now (laughs) you have to. (laughs) She she calls me preciosa because I'm from Colombia, so Uh I speak in Spanish. And then she went on to say that maybe I shouldn't say that. Uh, and well, what does that mean them, in English? It means precious. But oh. it, like, not in the, like, so precious. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be endearing. Uh, I love that. Um, okay, give me a fun fact. What's one thing about you people would not expect? Um, I speak French. Mm, how many languages do you speak? Only three. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, that's still, that's that. still, yeah, that's still a lot. That's three more than Zach. <laughs> <laughs> I speak Ebonics. Um, oh Rachel? My tongue can touch my nose. Oh, oh. tongue. <laughs> to eat all that ice cream. 
I prefer the spoon, but <laughs> I feel like now you have to do it. I can't do the cone. I have to do the No, the tongue. I love oh, the Great for all of you listening out there. Watch this. Mm. Oh my god, she really did it. She really We're did. <laughs> she really did it. Oh my god, I just had the passion fruit again, and it is really tart. And now I think I'm switching teams. <gasps> it's so good. You're okay, fence jumper now. Shut up. Um, okay. Um, drink of choice, Mariana. Ooh, uh, either a mezcal margarita or a boulevardier. Mm. Okay. Rachel? I'm crushing on Erwan's reishi cappuccino. Really? Every day. Oh, way to be healthy. Oh my God. <laughs> I, love well, I don't drink coffee. Okay. And I like the energi, the anti-stress, anti-inflammatory. Why don't you drink coffee? Because uh, I have adrenal fatigue Blasphemy. and caffeine yeah. is not good um Smart. i used to basically wake up shot black coffee go to the gym and the doctor was like no no yeah not tomorrow yeah if you're not mindful it can it can kill those adrenals yeah my, but i love adaptogens my boyfriend right now is giving up caffeine and i keep telling him like how are you doing this and he, i swear to god he's like i just drink a lot of water and i feel great and i'm like all right you're done yeah. <laughs> oh funny. my gosh i love that um okay next question biggest lie you've ever told and to whom Rachel, do you have a lie? I lie all the time, so I don't have like a juicy answer. I would say in high school, all those books I said I read and wrote papers on. (laughs) (laughs) That's literally how I passed all of my high school and college courses. I would cliff notes it. I would Google stuff. Like, yeah, that's the power of the internet. I owe my diploma to SparkNotes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, SparkNotes is the best. Oh my God, I love that. Okay, last question. If you had to be reincarnated as a Kardashian, which one would it be? Um, it's funny that you mentioned true earlier because I think I would be true because she You'd just be doesn't know what she's in for yet. Mm, <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a very honest and valid answer. So I don't keep up with the Kardashians. No pun what? intended. I know. But, um, whoever's most athletic and energetic. Chloe. I was going to say Caitlin, but no, that's not <laughs> Caitlin. Don't speak her name in this studio. It's the I'm second kidding. time I've done it. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so what do you guys hope to accomplish with Snow Monkey? Like, is it just to create a badass ice cream brand that people can eat for breakfast? I mean, that's one factor. (laughs) But for us, really, we definitely want to reinvent America's favorite dessert. Okay. And revolutionize the frozen aisle. Have Snow Monkey be a household name brand. Not just for the profit, but so that we can really spark change and we can push barriers and show our community that there's a really fun, delicious, functional way to enjoy ice cream. And I think especially when it comes to youth food education and nutrition, ice cream is a really fun platform to base that on. Mm -hmm. And I would love for Snow Monkey to be involved in that positive influence for the younger generation. What have you guys learned as businesswomen? What do you mean? Like, like in doing this? coming from a background as athletes to then developing this recipe and then starting to create a business that is now becoming, you know, successful. And now it's it's a brand that people come to know and love. Like before even um, having the two of you on my radar, like this brand was on my radar and I loved eating this ice cream already. So what is that? I mean, did you ever expect to be a successful business five, ten years ago? Was this a goal that you guys wanted? Or how did this all kind of come to fruition? Um, so I think 
we never really wanted this to be not that we didn't want it, but we didn't think it was going to be a business mm -hmm. until we realized that it was something that uh, actually had potential. Um, and then as far as what we've learned so far, I think that one of the biggest things I've learned is to never stop asking questions and it's not bad to ask questions. Mm -hmm. We have it's what I have a no whole show idea. based around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We had no idea what we were getting ourselves into. Um, and if we didn't ask questions, we would have ended this a long time ago. <laughs> But not knowing is sometimes the best thing because then you ask questions that people normally don't ask in the industry. Um, and that gets you closer to a true form of whatever venture you're doing. So what do you guys consider yourselves? Like entrepreneurs, business owners, girl bosses, <laughs> ice cream enthusiasts? Like what would you consider your official titles to be? All of the above. In, All of the above. Including like amateur spooner. <laughs> <laughs> a big spoon or a little spoon? Depends <laughs> on my mood. I'm a pro spooner. <laughs> um, okay. So I want to know. So because you said that this is a functional product and it's a versatile product, you can eat it any time of day. I want to know. Um, a couple of different ways that I can use this product, okay? And let me know if I'm right, if I'm on the pulse or off. Um, can I have it for breakfast? 110%. Because it's healthy or because I want to be bad? Because both. Because both. Because you can be bad and healthy. Mm, that's why I drink yeah. hangover free wine. And, and eat snow monkey ice cream. People send us amazing photos of their smoothie bowl creations where they use snow monkey as the base. Oh my God. Granola, berries, all their superfood extra powders. Because there's enough protein, fiber, and great ingredients to start energize your day. You just changed my whole life. <laughs> I'm really excited right now. She's like the Oprah of ice cream. <laughs> you get a pint. <laughs> you get a pint. You get a pint. Everybody gets a pint. William's taking a few pints home tonight. <laughs> um, okay. Can Since it's a superfood, can I use it on my hair? Ooh, I mean, you could try. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a DIY mask that I can post on Pinterest? Please do, and let's see how that goes. <laughs> how this goes. Um, okay, so uh, you said you can make it into a smoothie bowl. So smoothies, it's obviously a fun mixer or easy mixer. Good base? Yes, great base. Um, we see people put it into their workout shakes as well for the added protein. Oh. Also for cocktails, for oh. frozen daiquiri-type Oh, daiquiri oh like a daiquiri or margarita. Oh, my God. Like a, a passion fruit margarita or a green tea margarita. Ooh, I'm getting ideas. Look at this. I love that. Okay, so do you guys have any, um, like, girl bosses or just uh, successful entrepreneurs that you guys look up to that you kind of modeled your own um, philosophy after? I'm a huge fan of Dave Asprey's, I think. Mm, what he's, love Dave Asprey. What he's been able to do to take a whole community around a movement and take something that is very complex, like the whole world of biohacking goes very deep, but make it approachable. And also give mainstream access to something that is so beyond what I would believe as like mainstream health trends. Okay. Is incredible. I mean, he's really empowering people to take charge of their life and upgrade. And I'm glad that you called him a girl boss. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he has a stud on the big toe of his vibram. So he showed it to me. So I'm going to say it's really girl weird. boss. That you know that. I love that. I, I, yeah, that is really shocking that you know that. I do love that. That's the fun fact you should have opened with. Okay, so I have a fun segment. It's called Help Them Get Their Shit Together. 
And so normally what I do is I pull storylines from reality TV shows and have my guests weigh in on them. But I kind of want to tweak it a little bit because I really want this episode to be focused on, you know, building a successful business because I think you guys have done a really great job of that. Um, and so I want you to give advice to people that may be kind of struggling with, you know, should I move forward? Should I start a new business? Should I start over? Um, so the first one I want you to give advice to is um, give advice to a friend that doesn't believe she should start her own company. She maybe has that self-doubt. I actually, uh, one of my friends actually literally asked me that question about a month ago. Okay. Um, she was working an amazing job in San Francisco. This is Meli. Um, and... She wasn't sure if she wanted to make the move or not. Mm-hmm. So um, she just wasn't worried. She was worried about whether she should do it alone or with a business partner. And I told her, from my experience, having a business partner is the most amazing thing because you have someone that you can bounce ideas off of mm-hmm. and someone that you can just say, like, am I crazy or does this actually make sense before you get in the weeds with something? Um And then the other thing is a lot of people that are already in a corporate world, they're not really used to what the startup world is like. And it's very hard to just make that jump. So um, what she ended up doing, which I think was great, is that she's now working for a startup to sort of see how that world is like. Mm -hmm. And then she's probably going to end up doing her own thing once she has a good feel for both. And I think that's a really sound way of doing things. Being in a partnership and running a business together, was there ever a point where there were disagreements that you guys kind of had to overcome? I, I mean, would, we, we like always where you're like, this matcha sucks. I don't want a matcha ice cream <laughs> flavor. I think that difference of opinions are great because then we talk it out and at the end of the day what makes us great co-founders is that we might have different opinions about the small things Mm -hmm. but on an overarching level our values are completely aligned in terms of what quality and product we want to deliver to the marketplace and where we see the brand growing like we don't have any arguments about core values if we were to have that then i would be concerned what would you say was the key to your success? So many people start out, they start out in partnerships, you know, maybe they have little disagreements, but they get over that, but they find out that their product isn't taking off as quickly or as, um, you know, as effectively as they thought it was going to, or as fast as they thought it was going to. What would you say was the hump that you guys had to come over that got you to this place? I would say, first of all, both of us being on the same page of saying, okay, we're going to ditch our corporate plans because the risk of not pursuing this is greater than the risk of failure. Mm-hmm. So we were both 110% invested. And even though it's the two of us as co-founders, we surround ourselves with experts in different fields. And like Mariana said, we're never afraid to ask questions because we're not going to sit here and pretend we have all the answers, especially when we have yeah. no background in food. We This is our first proper job out of college. And so by just having more great minds to bounce ideas off have really helped us. What I really love about your story is neither of you had a background in food and neither of you expected to create such a successful business, but you did it, you know, and that's the message that I really want so many people to take away is that like, you don't have to, as long as you're passionate about something, you'll find a way to make it successful. And that's why I have so much respect for the two of you ladies. Okay, the next one in help them get their shit together is (laughs) advice to a struggling, hustling entrepreneur. Somebody that believes in their business, but they're really, really struggling right now and they need that motivation to keep going. Rachel? So in the word hustle, there's a really positive connotation, but also it could entail 
almost going in overdrive, going too fast and perhaps not stopping and taking a step back. I think one of the most helpful things for us is that we're not afraid to get our hands dirty in terms of like running demos, like asking um, anyone who emails us for some advice or an opinion. And then if they're telling us we're doing something wrong or we're not delivering what they're looking for, we're like, oh, okay, let's stop. Let's take a second to regroup, change plans and go. Because perseverance is great, but I think there needs to also be like that check-in from time to time to make Mm -hmm. sure that things are on trajectory to hit the overarching goals. Because as an entrepreneur, you're dealing with like 2000 things at once and it's so easy to get sidetracked instead of being super and focused. overwhelmed, yeah. Yeah. So there's there's something about the mindfulness and the zen within the hustle. Okay. Advice to somebody that maybe is an entrepreneur. They started a business and it just closed because it wasn't successful. And they're like, okay, it's time. I put in my effort. I put in my time. It didn't work out. And now I'm starting from ground zero again. I would say don't look at it like ground zero because so many successful entrepreneurs have failed in the past. And even though the business might not have a monetary value anymore, the whole learning experience is invaluable. The connections that you make and also what you learn about yourself as an entrepreneur is a journey in itself. And I also really want to um, clarify, and I want you to take notes of this, Ethan, because we had this conversation the other night at Cafe Gratitude, um, that like we're talking about running a business and we're talking about being an entrepreneur, but when it comes to hustle, that can mean anything like business and branding can be yourself, you know, your own kind of personal journey and career, whether you want to be an actor and you want to be in entertainment, like, or you want to be in politics, like whatever that is, like staying true to that hustle and treating yourself as a business and building that up is, is so important. So even though we're talking about business, it's applicable to, I think anybody right now. There's two things too that I recently am really trying to embrace, which is um, one, good enough is good enough. And mm-hmm. it's not to like say like, oh, I can do sloppy work, but it's about saying don't get lost in the weeds of perfectionism. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is that there's no losses, only lessons. And I really like that mantra is just to frame things as like, you really didn't fail. You just, that project didn't work out. And then you move on to the next one, use those lessons to apply it to the future. That's awesome. That's a great mindset. Okay, next one on help you get their sh- help them get their shit together. Mariana, I want you to answer this one. Give me advice to someone who may be unhappy with their current job, but really happy with their side hustle. Um, when do you know when it's time to break, when it's time to pursue the side hustle and make that your main hustle? When you're texting your friend incessantly every day about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think if you catch yourself thinking about something for you know, you can't focus on anything else because this thought keeps popping back up in your mind, then that's the time. Whether that's the financial time, that's a different question. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the time to start thinking seriously about like, okay, is this something I can do like next week? Or is this like, I have to create a plan for the next six months. And like, when I hit that six month mark, I don't know, I'm looking for a bonus or something, or I'm trying to hit this target with my current job. And then I know I'm going to be out. But I think the biggest thing is being able to be aware of that and then creating a plan for it. What is your? What did your plan look like at the beginning? <laughs> I mean, I was a junior in college, so <laughs> my plan was, hey, dad, uh, you know that internship you worked really hard for me to get? Uh, not taking it. <laughs> he was not happy about yeah, that. How did your family respond to you wanting to start your own business? And, I, and then it being ice cream. Yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, my parents called it a project for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a little bit in the beginning. Um and I, my parents, they're always super supportive of me. Like they, 
love everything I do and they'll support me regardless. But I think because I had made so much, so many strides to go to the business school and then get this internship and all these things. And I was sort of like, no, I'm just going to do this project with my friend and like, see how it goes. They were sort of questioning whether I was just, you know, a college student that had way too much time was trying to have fun. Yeah. Um, but then after I think a couple of months, probably by the time we did our Kickstarter, uh, that's when they were like, Oh wait, this is, this is actually going to turn real into thing. something. Yeah. I like that. Okay, closing question. If you could go back to your teenage self, what's one piece of advice you would give yourself or that you wish somebody would have given you? Rachel, we'll start with you. I think it would be to be way less concerned about what other people think about my life choices. Not that I ever let that... It's a hard lesson to learn. It is. Um, Not that I ever let it sway me one way or another. I've always been pretty true to my desires, but I think... I've given a lot of headspace to what other people think, especially in high school. That's yeah. a time when you're, you're trying to fit in, find your tribe. You want to be unique, but not too unique. Mm-hmm. So I would have just put my head down, done my thing, and been with my great friends. Ariana? Um, I think I would have told myself not to take myself too seriously. I've only recently learned that. <laughs> we take ourselves so seriously. Yeah. It's a hard lesson to learn, too. There was one boy in high school once that compared me to Sarah Palin. And I was because she's so intense. I know. That's and then I think awful. that was when I was like, all right, I need to like chill out. <laughs> that's awful. Well, what's funny about the two is like, I want to be like, oh, Sarah Palin, that's a serious person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How interesting. I love that. Thank you guys so much. Where can people go to follow you guys and learn more about Snow Monkey? Eat Snow Monkey on Instagram. That's where we're most active. Okay website or where you guys what stores do you guys in oh we sell in hundreds of stores across the country so best thing to do is go to our website plug your zip code into our store finder and find your monkey perfect ethan what was your favorite flavor it actually turned into matcha. Matcha? I don't know how that I know. I think, I think even though passion fruit was at the bottom of my, of my list, I was eating it again, and I think it's cinnamon and then passion fruit, just because I love like that tart, and I like the balance of like that spice and tart. I love it. You guys, you need to try snow marking. It's so good, and like you can eat it for breakfast. Like, why not? Ethan, where can they go and find you? Ethan Z. Scott on Instagram. On the Instagram, you guys can follow me at Just Plain Zach. Don't forget to listen to hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter every Wednesday. You can subscribe on iTunes. You can listen on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, all the places. So go download, leave us good reviews, five star reviews, only five star reviews, um, and nice comments because you love me and you want me back next week. Um, I will be back next week, probably after eating a ton of Snow Monkey and drinking a bottle of Dry Farm Wines. You can try yours at dryfarmwines.com slash C-A-C-K. And again, get yourself some Snow Monkey because it's really good and it's good for you. Like, what could be better, right? Right. Thank you guys for listening. I'll be back next week. Bye. Bye.